Welcome back to another episode of the Cruise Conversations podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Frank. And today's episode is episode number 30, and we're sitting down with our friend Jeremy to talk about his five-night voyage on Virgin Voyages Scarlet Lady. Let's jump into it. So as we mentioned at the top, today we've got an interview with our friend Jeremy, also known as the Cruising Bear. Welcome on, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Jeremy, I think we met through social media. He's been pretty involved and just, you know, we've been chatting, keeping the cruise conversation going throughout the week. He's a huge cruise fan. I think you've, you've been on, how many cruises have you been on? Uh, 18. 18 cruises. 18 with uh, 10 booked. 10 booked. Wow. Ooh. Jeremy, just quick, where, where, are you, where are you located? I'm in Houston, just, uh, just north of Houston. So about an hour and a half away from Galveston. Nice. So that's how you're able to quickly pop on to a, to a cruise. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a lot cheaper. You don't have to pay for a flight also. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. right. So before we get into talking about cruising, I know we kind of already hit on a little bit, but we do have a tradition. We ask all of our guests, you know, what makes you get so excited about travel, right? So obviously your Instagram is the cruising bear. You love cruising, but you know, what, why do you travel and uh, maybe just give us like the best trip that you've ever taken? Travel just it's it's a whole different experience. Like um, my very first cruise, I was unsure, didn't know if I would like it. I was a little worried about open water. I hear the same things from people now, you know that uh, you know open water. I know it's my thing. I was like, once you get on board, it's not what you think. It's you're in a floating hotel, right? And so we got on board, and three minutes in, I was in love. Um, I was like, this is <laughs> this is what I do now. I cruise now, and that was in 2014. And in the beginning, we took like one or two a year. Now I'm taking about four or five a year. So I just love, I just love all of it. I love being, I love going away and being away from, from, from everything in your life and just kind of getting away. So you kind of hit on a little bit on that, on the last point there, but talk to us about like how you, who planned your first cruise? How did you get into it? And you said you've been on, like, you've been on a lot. So you've been on 18, you said, and you've got 10, 10 booked. Yes. My sister has been on, um, yeah, she's been in like 50 something cruises. She's been on a lot of cruises. Uh, wow. And she was going on a bunch. And in 2014, my kids were younger. They, um, she said, well, I want to take you guys on a cruise. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. That seems a little, a little iffy. I don't like open water. I don't like the idea of being out there. And my dad who was in the Navy had told me, well, it's different. You know, you're, you're on a floating hotel. You'll never know the difference. We go out there and we do it. Uh, she booked everything for us. I really, we just drove to Miami and from Houston. It was a long drive. Wow. And then, it, I mean, she kind of, we, we, she got me the drink package and like I said, like five minutes in, I was at the pool with a drink in my hand and you know, the music's <laughs> playing and the sunshine and we're, we were on the, we're on the, um, the, uh, the, uh, celebrity, uh, constellation. Okay. And I was, again, I was blown away. I didn't, I didn't realize that vacationing could be like that. You know, it's essentially an island vacation pretty much the whole time. And it was, it was wonderful. Yeah, that's great. I don't know what we said at the start, but we're here today to talk about your five-night voyage on Virgin Voyages Scarlet Lady. So like we said, five-night cruise, you left out of Miami, you stopped at Puerto Plata, as well as Beach Club at Bimini, which we've talked about that on the podcast in the past, looks super cool. Um, so kind of before we get to the cruise itself, what made you end up wanting to choose Virgin? Oh, like you guys, you, you see a lot about it and you hear a lot about it. It's adults only, it's a different kind of cruising experience with a, no dining rooms and no uh, no buffet and... Just the whole experience is supposed to be a whole new. I was like, well, I've got to try it. It's, it seems it seems interesting. It seems very cool. 
you see good reviews. They were voted best best you know food at sea. They're voted voted best new cruise line. They're voted best entertainment. And I mean, what's not to go and try? So we saw it. It was there. It was um, we went for it. Kind of also just sticking with like the pre-cruise process here. Was there anything different when you uh, booking with Virgin compared to any other lines you noticed at the start? And kind of also like either anything with check-in or uh, booking excursions beforehand. So with with everybody moving to the apps now, I mean it's pretty much the same. You book online, um, or you book with a travel agent, and and you everything's online and everything's on the app. You do your check-in, you do um, you book your excursions and. You know, and you book your dinners and you do everything through the app. Uh, the only difference is when you check in with them, you don't print anything. You're not printing any paperwork. You're not printing any luggage tags. You don't need any of that. You just need the app when you get there. You can print them, but they're not going to ask for them. You do everything on the app from 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 the word go. It's all done on the app. How do they do the luggage tags then? If if you don't print them, I'm just curious. Do they get there? They ask you what your room number is, or uh, you can show them, and they they put they pretty much put the luggage tag on themselves. They have a that if I remember correctly, they had something that just wrote it on there, you know, one oh one one five Z stapled it and Nice. I like that. Uh the check in was smooth. Well the port closed for for weather that day, so everything was a little bit late, but it was um uh, once you start getting there, it's all pretty much the same. You get there, you stand in line, you get checked in, you go through security, and then you're on the ship. So so the cruise was sailing out of Miami. Did you travel in the night before, or did you get there the day of? Always the night before for us. Uh, if you're going, if we're going out of town, we always want to fly in at least the, at least the night before, just in case anything wonky happens. Yeah. And did you stay? I'm assuming you stayed in like downtown, pretty close to the port. We do. We when we fly and go out of Miami or Fort Lauderdale, we um, we fly in the night before. We get an Airbnb because we find it being cheaper than hotels, especially if it's multiple rooms. Uh, you can get everybody to Airbnb and then you lift or, or Uber to, you know, from the airport. We actually flew into Fort Lauderdale that night and it was still cheaper to fly into Fort Lauderdale than it was flying to Miami with even with the more expensive Uber. Yep. Yeah. Michael and I were doing the same thing for the bachelor cruise. We're getting the Airbnb, except it's like eight or eight or nine people. So it was a little expensive for that. But yep. still, when you compare that to a hotel for nine people, you know, in Miami, you're looking at 200 to 250 a night. And, you know, at that point, that's a lot of money for one night stay. So it is. Well, there's there's a ton of small little Airbnbs between the airport and the Miami cruise terminal. There's I mean, there's hundreds of them and they're they're all pretty reasonably priced. Uh, some of them have four or five little places in the same area. And it's 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 wonderful. It's easy to use. So we've already kind of hit, hit on the embarkation process a little bit. Uh, so you got on board, you got on this beautiful uh, Scarlet Lady ship. What was the first thing, like, what were your first impressions? What was that first thing you did when you got on board? Um, the first thing we did on board after muster, you just sign in and, you know, go to your muster station, which was ap- happened to be on where I really wanted to go. I really wanted to go to the wake, which is on seven aft. You know, you see it, they post it on their, on their page a lot. They, they call it a whole vibe and they're not lying. It is <laughs> absolutely gorgeous. It is, it is wonderful. I could have spent my entire cruise there and been just happy. Um, you know, they, we went back there and, we kind of just lounged around. We watched the video for uh, muster while we were out there waiting around. Like I said, it was a late check-in. The, they closed the port that day and they didn't open it until nine, like nine o'clock. So the ships okay. didn't start coming in until like nine 30. Our check-in time at one 30 ended up being four 30. And it was kind of, 
it was just a madhouse. Every ship got in late, so there was a lot of people waiting around. It was so we didn't leave until ten thirty. So it was it was a late. It was almost dinner time by the time we got on the ship. So we lounged around there, and then it was time for dinner. So nice. So eventually, you probably made your way to your cabin. What type of stateroom did you book? And then was there anything that stood out about the stateroom compared to like cruise lines in the past, or was it pretty similar? No, it's, it's got it's got some similarities, and it's got the things that that make Virgin stand out like they always do. We got a sea terrace, which is for them just a regular balcony. It was on it was on eleven aft on the starboard side. You go into the room, it's 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 got a very comfortable feel. You know, it's you know, cruise cabins aren't always the the largest, but it doesn't they didn't feel cramped. It didn't. The bathroom was very small. The shower was nice size, and, and I love the shower, but the bathroom is a postage stamp. It's it's kind of small. Um, that was be my only complaint. But what starts setting apart is uh, they've got a tablet that runs everything, the TV, the, the, you know, it's got all your on-demand. It runs the, uh, the lighting in the room. You can do kinds of different things with the lightings. Uh, it's got preset okay. conditions for lighting. You click on this for movie and click on this for one called Get It On. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you, you click on it and some music pops on for about 10 seconds. It's, uh, it's pretty funny. Um, and, then you, um, and then different things like when you go in and out of your room during the day, when you go in your room, um, the curtains open by itself, and then when you leave the room, okay. the curtains close to keep the room cool. Oh, nice! Um, oh, nice. Little things, yeah. There's little things like that. I mean, the the, the tablet was great and didn't die. It worked and didn't have any problems with it. You know, I I enjoyed our cabin, and, and we also did our beds apart because I, I would travel with my sister. Uh, we did our beds apart, and instead of having the parallel beds, they did a perpendicular one against the wall. And it kind of opened the room up more and it made the, made the room, you know, when you separate the beds, it's kind of, there's not a lot of space and it wasn't a couch in there. It was just a little chair, but it was very comfortable and it kind of opened the room up more and it made the, made the room, you know, when you separate the beds, it's kind of, there's not a lot of space and it wasn't a couch in there. It was just a little chair, but it was very comfortable. And then that, it made the room feel bigger. And then we also had the hammock on the balcony. Uh, you know, it's, it's a different feel, you know, it's uh, I didn't think I would like it. I didn't think it'd be for me. And at the end I was like, man, I, should have spent more time in the hammock. It was great. I know. I always forget that they have the hammock out there. And that's like, that. I mean, that is something that definitely, it's a small thing, just like the tablet, like a small thing that really does like kind of set them apart, you know? And I feel like overall with Virgin's vibe, I mean, we're going to get in, we have a lot more content to get through, but sounds like it is like almost like those small little changes that they made that just like made a huge difference, right? Exactly. They made these little, little differences, you know, that they don't want to be like everybody else. And, and, when you're cruising all the others and you try that, you're like, Hey, I, I kind of like, it's a little different. It's not, not, not for everybody. Not everybody likes it, but I certainly enjoyed it. Yeah. So you talked about the fact that you got on a little late, you probably went back to your room, got your stuff unpacked for the week. You made your way to dinner at some point. So again, there's for those that have not heard about Virgin or listening to this podcast that may not have that background, there's no main dining room on Virgin, which is probably one of the big differences, big, you know, differences between the other lines, right? How did, so talk us through that, that process, right? So the reservation process when you're, you know, reserving dinners, did you do it before the cruise or was that like a mad scramble when you kind of get on or is it pretty easy when you get on? You absolutely have to book your reservations before. Um, If you've ever been to NCL, it's kind of the same thing with NCL, although NCL is special, specialty dining and, you know, free at sea gets you a couple of them. So there's still a little more room once you get on board, but this is, there's no dining room and there are five, five or six places that you have to have reservations for. And the whole ship is trying to do them. Um, And they have tables for two, tables for four, tables for eight and 10. And once they get up, that time slot is done. 
Um, we did it uh, like 11 o'clock, you know, central. And, you know, uh, I got on there and immediately booked all the dinners for the whole week. We, we saw people trying to get reservations or walk up and they're telling them we don't have anything for three hours, 9.30, 10 o'clock. If you're eating 9.30, 10 o'clock, if you don't make your reservations early. So I would suggest if you're doing it, get your reservations in, you know, as early as you possibly can. And they've got a bunch of restaurants, right? Like you, you're not eating the same food every night. Like talk to us a little bit just about how the food was on board Virgin compared to other cruise lines. Maybe even say like what it reminded you most of that you based on the other cruise lines you've been on. So they have their restaurants for their dining and they have some other places as well that aren't restaurants, but it's essentially specialty dining for free. If you've been on some of the other ones, uh, it is specialty dining. That's all it is. It's a uh, specialty dining that is including your cruise fare. And right. everything we had was very, very good. They have, you know, they have the razzle dazzle. Is they, they call it vegan, but there's non-vegan things on there. And I was a little worried about that. I thought it was a fantastic dinner. Picagave is their Mexican restaurant. And that was fantastic. Extra Virgin is their, Extra Virgin is their, um, is their Italian. And it was fantastic. And then Test Kitchen, we didn't, we were going to do Test Kitchen, but it, a little culinary, a little bit out there for me. It's a unique experience for sure, but it's a little out there for me. You know, the wake is the your it's their steakhouse, and it was it was wonderful. Gun Bay, we didn't do Gun Bay also, but that was uh, their Korean barbecue place, and that looked really interesting. So, it's um the food everywhere, every place we eat, every every dinner we had, we thought was fantastic. We couldn't get over how great all the food was. It was like eating specialty dining every single night at part of your cruise fare. Yeah, that's awesome. And kind of going, how about like breakfast and lunch? Where, where did you eat at most times for that? Was there more like quick service stuff, buffet? What did you end up doing there? So they do have, they do have a, they, they don't call it a buffet. They call it the galley. And the galley is their version of a buffet. Um, it's essentially, they have almost like little food carts, little food trucks, you know, in there. They have a, a taco stand, a sandwich place. A, they have a 24-hour diner. So we did that for breakfast a couple of days, and we did that for dinner one day. We did it for lunch some too. We did breakfast at the wake, which you know it's a little, it's a sit down breakfast. You know, it's again smaller, limited menu, but it was, it was wonderful. We had steak and I had steak and eggs a couple of times, and it was great. I've had steak and eggs on other boats before on free breakfast, and you know, the, the steak is almost like chewing gum. You can't break <laughs> it down. Uh, this was this was very good steak and very good. It was I loved it. But even even the uh, the galley is different than the buffet. You can sit down and order at your table. There's a little little flag you pop up and they'll come take your order from any of the restaurants. They have a full menu as everybody's everybody's stuff on there. It was it was, it was really nice. And there are other little spots too. There are there's a pizza place on board. So it's it's separate from all the rest. And you go in and order your pizza. They give you a little buzzer. It's it's they have plenty of food options all over the ship, and all of them we had were, were good. I was about to say I think the food's really what intrigues me the most is just all the different food options on the ship. All right, so let's kind of move on to your first full day on board. So it's a sea day. What's the typical sea day like on Virgin? Is there abundance of activities? Is it more casual and laid back? How would you compare it to other sea days you've done on other cruise lines? They are definitely a laid back uh, cruise company. They do like the. Um, they they're the comedy late risers, you know. They they have a, a pretty vibrant nightlife, so they know there's gonna be a lot of people sleeping in. Um, <laughs> but there's stuff to do. I wouldn't say it's as jam packed, you know. When you when you get on, if you look at the uh, the apps for the other ones, there's just jam packed with stuff, and there's a lot of stuff to do. I just didn't feel like there was as much, which I'm fine with. There's something for everybody to do. There's there's tastings, there's whiskey tastings, uh, 
There's, you know, puzzle, speed puzzle, there's trivia. It just didn't have as much as you would normally see. And it was not as much early on in the day. They do, but they do workouts, they do yoga, they did the 80s workout tape and stuff like that. So you, you get some of the same vibes um, mm-hmm. as the other ships, just did maybe a little bit more laid back version of it. And I think, Michael, we've like kind of talked about this on the podcast. Like that was our pure speculation based on all of the version, like trainings that we've done. I know, Jeremy, you're a travel agent. You've done all of those trainings as well. And, you know, that's kind of the vibe that we got was, you know, it's very kind of laid back during the day. And then at night it really turns up, which we're going to talk about that as well. I want to hear all about that. But um, no, Michael, I think this is basically what we were saying was if you're a typical all-inclusive traveler, this is going to be like the next step if you want to like dip your toes because it's similar to that, right? Like you got the pools and you, you've got the views, but it's not like in your face, like go, 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 like where it almost gets in the way of relaxing. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, they did a good job of, I think they do a very good job of accommodating both crowds. Yep. They, they have more lounge spaces on that ship, more places to lay down. There's like little beds like all over the place. And, you know, there's it, I, you don't see it normally on ships. They they have a lot of lounge spaces to go with the party atmosphere. Speaking of the lounge spaces and all that, how about the pool? Was the pool crowded during the day? Was it hard to get a spot, like a chair around it? It is hard to get a spot. The pools aren't super large. Um, the pool deck is not giant, but there are a lot of lounge spaces on the top deck. So even if you weren't by the pool, you can still get a spot. They have little, I don't want to call them cabanas, but they have little places to sit. They have... I didn't. That's all empty spaces every day. So you could get a you could get a chair somewhere in the sun somewhere. So now let's talk a little bit about the entertainment on board. I think this is a huge huge thing that uh, that Virgin pushes, and they try to make it a little bit different. So we've seen all the videos on social media about you know the Scarlet Night, the Red Party, right? You got the PJ Party. You have these different venues where they do shows. They kind of flip it from a, a clubs or like a show to like a club atmosphere. We've kind of talked about that on previous episodes what was like the nightly i don't i don't want to use the word routine but yeah like what after dinner like what did that look like for you and how did you go about your nightly activities i guess if you will we didn't go out and party a lot a lot i mean we, we swapped by the um the pajama party the first night's always a big pajama party uh it's 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 awesome i mean it's fun it's it's a different it's a different thing everybody's out there to have a good time the crowd skews a little bit younger so you get a little bit more partying but it's you know it's it's fun. It's, I mean, they're all about having fun and that's definitely fun. The club getting into the club at night is just, there's a, there's a line to get in there to start it for the, some of the shows. And we did, um, they have kind of a, a little bit like a circle uh, show in there. It's, it's called, um, dual reality. And it was fantastic. It was, it was, it was mind blowing. I, I enjoyed it. I actually, when I, when I left the show, I said to myself, well, I'm, Definitely bringing some people along next time just so they can at least see that show. I mean, that's that's how how much fun we have with it. But we we hit the casino and then we you know we go have some drinks somewhere and then you know knock off around nine or ten o'clock because we generally get up pretty early. How was the how was the casino on board? It's smallish. They're still building their casino game up. There's not there's not really a casino loyalties program yet, which I hear is coming at the end of twenty twenty four. They're breaking down their. You know their their loyalty bonus and their casino loyalty, so that that'll be coming. Yeah, but it's small, and they have enough machines to make everything to make everything fun. Yeah, the casino the thing ship- is huge. Like on other cruise lines, right? Like, I mean, we've I've already booked two different like uh, casino offers, right? And I know my mom is a huge casino player. We're we're gonna try to 
get her to talk about the program on Royal Caribbean, but it's a it's a huge it's a huge thing for them, right? All the cruise lines they realize it's it's it's, a, it's money waiting to happen. People love gambling. That's why yeah. Vegas does so well. And they, I mean, as ships come out, the the casino is getting bigger and better. I mean, even the Sun Princess is saying, "Hey, this is our biggest casino yet." My parents are. I mean, we have a family tradition that when you go to dinner, you can say what you're going to say. You can say, "I'm going here," "I'm going there." We know in about a half hour where we're, we're going to find you, and it's going to be in the casino. My entire family <laughs> will always be in the casino after dinner. Oh, that's awesome! Now, you, you also mentioned between like shows before you went to the casino to go grab drinks. Now, we've talked about this on the podcast in the past. With Virgin, there's no drink package, so kind of talk us. To, I know they call it their bar tab. How did that work? Um, yeah, just tell us about that in general. So, like I said, you can purchase a bar tab beforehand. Uh, generally, if you buy it, when, when you book, they, they are giving out some bar tabs depending on the room that you book. My sister, is she was she had what they call Deep Blue because she had loyalty. They, they did a loyalty match. And so we had $100 in bar tab on top of that. So I wouldn't call it a drink package because only one person has to have it. You can buy 50 drinks at one time if you want. You can buy drinks for the entire ship in one in one go. They don't limit how many you can have, other than cutting you off for being too drunk. It's it's a whole different it's a whole different thing. It's a it's kind of hard to explain. You know, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I guess it depends on your level of drinking and how much you're going to drink. But uh, a bar tab saves people who where one person drinks a lot in the room, the other person doesn't, because not everybody has to have it. So, uh, but it, when when you go in, it's the same as everything else. You get there, you get your drink. They, they you know they they scan your wrist pad, your wrist thing. Um, and it just goes on your account and you can track it live. And a couple minutes later, it shows, it'll show what your open bar tab is. So Jeremy, you mentioned, uh, you know, hitting your bracelet or giving them your bracelet. How do, I mean, that's a completely different item. Obviously, typically on every cruise you go on, you've got the card that you got to carry around. You can wear the ugly uh, lanyard or whatever lanyard you want to wear. I feel like I always lose them anyways, but uh, that's a whole nother story. How did it work on Virgin? Were you were you happy with the uh, the process with the wristband? Like, what, what were your thoughts on that? So I've sailed on Princess three or four times, and the medallion is is actually very similar, if not a little bit better than their version of it. The medallion, if you haven't sailed on Princess, is a little it's a little magnetic, you know, little medallion, you know, and and you can either wear it on a on a lanyard, you can put it in your pocket, you can get a little watch kind of thing and have it around. And this is based on that. You just, when you get on board, they, they have, um, it's made out of recycled plastic from the sea. They, they put it on your wrist and you pretty much wear it the entire time. You can take it off when you go to bed or, but it's waterproof. There's no problem. And then when you go somewhere, you just scan your wrist rather than, and you know, you don't lose your car. Like you talked about, if I can go a whole cruise, I'll lose my ship card. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah you don't have to worry about that with, <laughs> with, 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 with the, with the wrist thing. You don't ever have to worry about that. Yeah, that sounds great. I don't know. I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast. My last cruise, my card got so worn that when I went up to get off the ship, since they couldn't read it, they sent me all the way back up to guest services. Um, even though my photo popped up, they're like, eh, nah, we need to be able to read it. I was like, my God, waited in this line. Yeah. I had to go wait in another line. I've had it where the where the stuff starts coming off, starts peeling off. You use it so much, the uh, the laminating on the front starts peeling off, and it's a messy process. All right, so let's move on to your first port of call. You were in Puerto Plata. Did you have anything planned for the day here? We did. We were going to get off and go to the port. Uh, go to the go to the um, the fort not far from there. It looked like it was okay. in walking distance, but it would be kind of a walk. So we we were going to take a cab over there, and then we were going to shop a little bit, and then hit a beach. But the weather didn't really cooperate. We we left. There was a system in there, so it was kind of uh, kind of rainy, really really humid. So we walked through the cruise port. Now Tainal Bay is an amazing cruise port. Um, it's, it's fairly new. Uh, we were there a couple months before that on an MSC cruise. 
and it's it's fun. It's one of the better cruise ports, like it's just as as a port. Um, they've got a lazy river, a nice giant pool, tons of bars, um, tons of you know tons of music playing, a lot of shops. Uh, think about the uh, the they have like a little wave runner thing on there. They have you can, a little monkey excursion you can do, and then once you walk through all that, you can go out into the town. But unfortunately, it started raining, and we ended up just turning around, going back onto the ship. No, that sounds awesome. I don't think I've ever been to Puerto Plata, but I would love to to go based on what you said. So the next stop was Beach Club at Bimini. So talk us through a little bit of like how this works, right? So this is their private beach club. It's obviously Bimini is an island that other cruise ships go to. Um, so is your transportation and everything included, like food, your Wi-Fi, chairs, all the drinks are done the same way as they are on the ship? When you, get, when you get to the beach club, it is. It's a little bit different. Like um, like I said, I was just on MSC. You go to Ocean K, you get off, and bam, you're right there at the private island. And it's kind of – I wouldn't say it's misleading, but it's it's a little bit harder to get to than, than you would kind of imagine. You, when you, but when you get off, they, 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 they have trams that come up with, that fit you know, 80, 90 people, and they have three or four of them running. And they go down the pier, and they stop at the first spot where all the shopping is. And where people get off for their excursions, there's a little a little marina right there, and then they pick some more people up who've done their excursions already. And they go to the next spot, which is they have a little casino, and it's not much of a casino, but it's a little hotel casino right there. They pull in there if anybody wants to gamble, and they pull out, and then they head down to the beach club at Bimini, which is I'd say if you were going to walk it, you're probably looking at like a 20, 25 minute walk, um, maybe not that far. I mean, you're you're in a you're in a in a little cart and a you know, little tram, and it takes you. Maybe five minutes to get there, but you're driving, not bad. you know, 20 miles. It's not terrible. It's, 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 it's fairly close. Uh, when you get there, it's, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's not a long jaunt. I wouldn't want to walk it, uh, but you can walk it. Me either. <laughs> yeah, no, there's free rides. Why would you walk it? Exactly. Exactly. So in terms of what, yeah, once you get there, you know, obviously you have your food, right? The food menu looks great. I don't know if it's all included, but you've got your food, the Wi-Fi. Is there anything else like about the island that kind of stood out to you in, in the beach club there? It's, I mean, it's, it's like the ship. It's like the nightlife on the ship. They just kind of extend it out to Bimini. So you walk in there. That's a big signs version, well, you know, beach club at Bimini. You walk in there. Uh, right away, there's, a, there's a, a bar right there. Right when you walk in, there's two pools. Uh, there's music going. They they have people that are working there that are dancing, you know, keeping the vibe up. Uh, you can go walk right between the pools and hit the beach. And there's tons of beach chairs and cabanas you can rent. And there's a big beautiful beach right there in Bimini. Uh, and then you can walk around to the side and there's food off to the side. Um, it's they had a couple of different choices. They had some chicken, some jerk chicken, and some a uh, couple other little things. It, you know, it was it was free. We were there on a fairly cold day. It was a uh, 20 25 hour sustained winds. Wow. And it was like 70 degrees and mostly cloudy for the most part. When the sun came out, it got nicer. But, you know, the food got cold because it's out there. And there's not much you can do with it when the wind just does not stop for, you know, the entire time. The food kind of got cold. But it was still good food. I mean, it was uh, it was better than the food at Ocean K on their private food, you know. Uh, I'll, just, I'll say that. But, yeah, the, the band still works the same way. You get there, you, you scan for your drinks and whatever bar tab you have, it works on the beach there free Wi-Fi and you don't have to re-sign into it. It just kind of connects your same Wi-Fi onto it. That's super nice. Yeah. How, how would you say the crowds were there? So it, it being included, but being a little bit of a distance away, was it super crowded? And now I know you said it was also super windy. So maybe that played a part and people going over there. 
I tell you what, there were still people there and everybody having a good time. They were they weren't gonna yeah. let the, the, the weather kind of kill it. There nobody was really in the pool. There were people in the pool, uh, but they were kinda all huddled together on top of the rafts, not getting in the water. <laughs> uh, there weren't a lot of people in the ocean because it was cool, but there were people there partying and having a good time and what the sun did come out after around twelve, one o'clock, the sun started to come out and it warmed up a little bit and people started, you know, loosening up a little more. Uh, we were like an hour after there were people already coming back and we were like, Oh, it doesn't look like there's anybody going to be there. And then we get there and there was a lot of people there. I was like, Oh, well, you know, clearly it's still a party atmosphere. You don't have to be in the water to have a good time. So it, it was, it was still pretty lively. Yeah. And I think that kind of transition us, that transition us nicely into the disembarkation, right? So it's not very crowded. Is that kind of the way you felt as you got off the ship? Like it wasn't too crazy or how did that process go? I know that when you got on, it was a bit hectic with the weather and the delays on the port that day. How did the, the disembarkation process go? We did the walk off. There was like a hundred people in line with, we, we, uh, we were a little worried about um, how long it would take. But once it started, it was a very smooth process. We walked right off. We uh, went right through security. Went, and the people behind us, like later on in the you know, and then the, in the Facebook group, everybody was saying that was a really smooth get off. Everybody, nobody had any issues getting off. So um, we we got out there. They have they have some uh, transportation that you can pay for. You know, we were going to do a, a Lyft or an Uber. We just ended up grabbing. It was about the same price. Uh, a little van. They picked four or five people. And we got off so quickly and we got to the airport like three and a half hours early. So we actually got there we're like, wow, we probably could have waited a little longer to get off because we actually got off too fast. So it, it was a very, yeah. it was a very smooth process. <laughs> and I imagine they use like the facial recognition similar to like the other crew. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we kind of, we kind of glazed past the, I mean, I feel like the drink package to me is a big thing, right? Like I've all, I, I always enjoy getting the drink package and it's not about, just like boozing it all the time. Right. And just getting drunk and having, it's more sometimes for me just by like trying new things and just being able to be like, Oh, I don't really want this yeah. and be wasteful. I mean, it's not a bad thing to be wasteful. It's a bad thing to be wasteful, wasteful. So I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy acknowledging that, but sometimes you just want to try new things. And so my question is, you know, how much did you feel like you spent out of pocket on your five night cruise on drinks? And did you ever sit there and wish like you did have that as an option and then follow up question of that is, do you think Virgin will ever add offer something like that in the future? Because I do think that is something that is a big difference that may people may view as a negative. It's kind of a double edged sword, you know, for people who do drink, they have that 12, 15 drink minimum. It's not going to cover doing that every day. Um, but it, it, it works for some people and it's not going to work as well for others. Uh, they do give some money away on it. And when you buy a bar tab, they will add you know $50 extra to it. The drinks technically are a little cheaper than they are on most cruises, whereas something will cost $12, will cost $10. So you get a little more bang for your buck there. Um, we, did, we didn't really, we, we ran all the way through our drink tab. We were actually drinking a little more on the last night to try and make sure we finished all of our drink tab up. Um, we aren't giant drinkers, but we don't shy away from drinking, obviously. Um, as far as if they'll ever do it, I don't think they will. Um, I, I, again, I think, it's, I think it's a good thing. I know a lot of people who, one wants to drink a lot and the other one doesn't really doesn't drink much has one or two drinks and this is actually perfect for that uh, one person can use all of it and the other person doesn't but if it could be expensive if two people are going and they want to have a you know both have a really great time and drink 10 12 drinks a day you know soda's not because it's not sodas are included in their drink package and a lot of the coffees or you know the standard coffee and tea 
are, are included in their in their regular package. You know, you don't, you don't have to pay for sodas. So it's not like you're getting sodas also in the drink package. You're just getting only alcoholic drinks. Got it. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And going off this thought, right? Like I, I was just curious. So you went on this cruise. It sounds like you had a great time. Is there anything that you would like, if you could change one thing about Virgin or the ship or, you know, just in general about your experience, what would, what would you change? The size of the bathroom. <laughs> it is small. <laughs> I, I, I'm, look, I'm six, two, I'm a big guy. Um, and it's like, it, it was hard to dress without hitting my elbow on the door. The shower itself is a good size. It's tall. It's 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 wide. It's, it's you can move around in it. The shower head was great, but the rest of the bathroom was like I said. It's a postage stamp. It's not big. It is. Uh, it's probably one of the smaller bathrooms I've been in. That was really the only downside the whole time for me. There was nothing else that I really like. Oh, I wish it was more like that. I wish it was more like this. I don't like this. I liked every almost everything about it that we did. So much so that we booked another one while we were on board. Wow. And service wise, you know, same. Uh, you felt like it was the same or even better. Like people were coming around offering you drinks by the pool deck like that. It was like kind of like the service was pretty good as well. Service. Uh, everybody we dealt with was, you know, very nice. The customer service was great. Uh, the, the casino, we had some trouble getting a drink. Uh, they have a system where you can press something on the, on the machine. that's supposed to bring you a drink and that never worked. So I guess maybe we would change that as well. But um, I'm not sure if that's, just a computer issue or if it's they were too busy or whatever we didn't discover that until like the last night uh and so we don't know if this is they were crazy busy on the last night or not but for for the uh, the staff was wonderful they were very kind very easy to work with um very accommodating uh, and and honestly the people we like the other people the cruise guests i thought were wonderful one of the better i don't know if it was just my cruise but i felt like uh as, as a whole they were very friendly as a whole you know, they weren't, I, I wouldn't say there were any problem guests that you see a lot of. In the, you think the average age compared to like other cruises you've been on, I feel like you've done celebrity princess, you know, you've done uh, Norwegian, you mentioned, right? How do you compare like the, is it a younger crowd than you would typically see on, you know, compared to other cruises? It is a younger crowd. I wouldn't say it's vastly younger and there were some older people, but you don't, I mean, if you go on Princess, obviously it skews way older. Um, uh, you go, yeah. I would say it's even a younger crowd than Carnival and Royal. Uh, it's probably the, one of the younger crowds we'll see, it's, you'll see out there. But there, again, there, yeah. there were some people in their 60s and 70s on board enjoying and having a good time. So I think with Carnival and Royal, you get like these kids, but then a lot of it is just like repeat cruisers, right? That are just like, I want the cheapest price. I just want to be on a cruise. And that's just like, that's just who they are, man. They're like 75 years old, but they've been cruising more than I've been alive. You know, it's like those type of people. (laughs) Once you get to the end of the loyalty rope, I mean, it's like, like what it's, they're like, why do I do anything else? I'm, I'm diamond plus, or I'm, you know, I'm whatever, I'm platinum or whatever it is. It just that's what they do now. We 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 cruise on Carnival, and that's all yeah. we do. Or we're loyal to Royal, or the Princess Crew has has their own people. You know, some people just only want to do that. I am not one of those people. I want to see every other ship. I want to see every, all different parts. I want to try a bunch of different things, and I, I can't just stick with one. Like I love Virgin, and I would love to do like one a year. Um, you know, never more than two years away from doing another one. But I'm not only ever going to do Virgin. So Jeremy, tell us about kind of about the size of the ship in general. You know, I know we've talked about the Oasis class a lot on this podcast, XL class, but we've also done like Independence of the Seas, like some of the smaller ships as well. How does Virgin's ship compare size-wise? Yeah, it's definitely not Oasis class. I mean, um, <laughs> when you see it out there, it just looks gigantic and it looks bigger than the 
we like the the um like the voyager of the seas that 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 voyager class of, of of royal it kind of reminds me a little bit of that even though the ship looks way bigger than that um again there's only there's only around 3000 people uh, max capacity at double i think double occupancy is around 2900 or 3000 people and didn't feel overly crowded anywhere you know there's obviously a lot of people out partying you know the the clubs you know it can it can get a little crowded but it's not like you're waiting in lines crazy long anywhere you know it's um it's it's a, i was it's not a, it doesn't feel like a small ship but it isn't a really big ship i, I actually enjoyed the size of the ship it, when when you go like i said walking end to end and side to side it's not like going on some of those giant cruise ships like i imagine the icon is going to be forever to walk around that ship there's, you don't have that issue here <laughs> yeah nice and kind of sticking on this i know we, we we've talked about a lot of the restaurants on the ships we've talked about the pool deck how about are there any like just other types of venues on the inside besides like the casino like any like lounge spaces or anything else that stood out inside the ship there are man there are there's little bars around here and there there's an ice cream spot there's a an arcade with a lot of 80s and 90s game you know they have golden tea like 2005 which i played a lot of they have Galaga, which I played a lot of. You know, it's all free. It's all included in your, <laughs> all included in your cruise fare. But like I said, they have a lot of really warm and inviting places to relax and sit down and and just take a load off. You know, because they, they have they have like little beds around there. You know, just they're not beds, but they're big, essentially mattresses, big square mattresses you can lay down. I see people see people laying down and relaxing, just just on sitting in, in the hallway on you know on seven. And they have lounges and places to sit down and drink. It's it's pretty pretty inviting. It's uh, it's it's great for relaxing. And one of the things that they're really focused on as a cruise line is like health, right, and well being and all of that. Did you check out at all, like the gym and kind of? I, th- I think at the top of the ship they've got like an area where you can like do yoga. Did you walk around and kind of check that out or use any of those spaces? And or if did you hear about anyone using them and how they thought it compared to other cruise lines? I didn't see anybody. I mean, I didn't talk to anybody about using them when we got on the ship. The first thing we do on any ship is to go that we haven't been on before is to go to the top and we walk it back and forth all the spaces that aren't rooms to kind of familiarize ourselves with the ship, you know, so we don't really miss anything. We do that the very first day for the most part uh we got up there um it was it was at night but we got up there and walked around i went and saw the perch which where they do the yoga they have the the sports club they have you know the boxing gym um it's a little, oh yeah a ring and a bag and a you know a heavy bag and a speed bag they have uh, little things out there you can do um it's kind of weird for me the um the um gym goes around the pool uh, so the people are riding the bikes and they're looking directly at the people at the pool. And I don't want to be, you know, drinking, eating a, eating a hamburger by the pool <laughs> and some guy, you know, working out, making me feel like more of a slob than I already am. So it's, that <laughs> is an interesting that's, setup. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting setup for sure. And uh, they have a spa on board as well, right? That you can use for massage. They do. And I didn't go to see that. I, I wish I would have. Um, but we we did we did not go check out the spa. We kind of just walked by it, so I didn't get to see how nice it was, uh, what the thermal suites were like. But uh, I've heard they're very nice. I just don't know how big and how in depth they are. And are those included as well, or are no. those? No, that's all okay. extra. Those, those are extra. There was you you can go like when we went, we did not spend. I spent ninety dollars extra. Uh, there was a they had these two bartenders kind of doing a drink off, making all these different kind of drinks and. You paid forty five dollars a person. You showed up. You got a little, you know, wrist tag for it, and they served you a bunch of drinks. You know, that not part of your bar tab. 
And they kind of were doing this too. Who can make the best drink thing? And they have things like that. They have a whiskey tasting, which is like $50 a person. And you can do all those, or you can just not do any of those. You know, it's, it's, it's a, you sign up for it on the app, like everything else. So you don't have to do any of that stuff. You can literally get on there and not spend a dime and get off. And there'll be no charges at the end of the cruise. That was my only charge was that $90. Yeah, it's refreshing. It's, it's very much refreshing. You know, <laughs> not having, there's, you know, the gratuities are always included in your, in your, in your, uh, in your, in your cruise fare. Um, and so unless you're buying drinks, there are stuff at the restaurants you can order that are extra. You can order it at a tomahawk steak, you know, and that's going to be extra. Um, you know, there's, like I said, there are certain, certain things, excursions, you know, tattoos and stuff like that. You can do all that. But if you don't do any of that, you can just not spend a dime and get off the ship and not get charged a single penny. Yeah, that all sounds great. I mean, like I said, I'd like to get off the ship and not spend a single thing. So kind of just wrapping up your experience here with Virgin. I know you said you have another one on the books. Um, any just last thoughts on Virgin? I'll say it made it easy to book another one. Um, the the pricing, people can see the pricing and see uh, it's a little more expensive than I want to spend on a cruise. Um, part of that is because they can do the, they do have the all-inclusive and they have the, the no, they're not nickel and diamond yet. I mean, if you go on NCL, they can, they can nickel and dime. They can get on you. You, they, you can spend four or $500 like that. You know, this is not going to happen there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff is built in the price, um, but it still is a little bit high because it's kind of an elevated experience. Well, at the end of your cruise, you'll get an email and something in your room for something called my next version voyage. Um, the one I got was for $600 on board credit and $300 off your cruise. And, so I, I got that and I booked a room for myself. And so we booked another five day for next December, uh, two in a room. And it's about 14, with all the discounts and everything, it was about $1,400 per person. With, uh, and I have $700 on board credit and $300 in drink tab. Now we got part of that because my sister is deep blue and another part of that because, of, because I'm an agent um, for booking for myself. I think it gave me an extra $100 for something. I don't know how that worked out. But they make it easy. Even and the best part about MNVVs, you can buy ten of them. Uh, you can buy up to ten of these, okay. and you can transfer them to somebody else one time. So if you guys wanted one, and I had an extra one, I could transfer it to you, and you could use it for your booking. And having nine hundred dollars on board credit is a massive difference than having you know essentially when you first book your first time, you have nothing. So they it's they don't really have a yeah. great loyalty program right now, but I feel like that's a that's a great incentive. That's awesome. And that $900 onboard credit can go towards the bar tab as well. There's $300 that is only bar tab. And then there, I have $600, okay. I have $600 that is onboard credit and that can go towards bar tab. It can go towards excursions. It can go towards the, uh, towards the spa, the thermal suites, any of that stuff. And I'm sure they will like revamp, like, let's be honest, these other cruise lines, people have been doing it for 50 years, you know, like they got to do something to keep them coming back. And I think, the biggest thing for me with being like going on Royal is like the drinks that I get for free. So even giving you $300 on board or bar tab, sorry. And the 600 on board credit, like those, those things do add up and that that's exactly what they're trying to do is just get you to come back and spend your money with them again versus going to a competitor. So no, that's super helpful. I think that's a really good kind of summary of, you know, what you thought and, you know, glad to hear that you're already planning your next, your next version. I'm excited to hear how that one goes. Anything else that you want to add in terms of your experience with Virgin? I will say that I can see that it's not going to be for everybody. There are some people I don't think will have a good time on there. It is a little, I mean, not to do anything political, it's a little left-leaning. Um, it's a little, a little higher LGBTQT plus on there. 
They have a, uh, one of the performers performs in drag, and I'm sure there are some people that rubs wrong. Yeah, I mean that's that's how it is. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, you know, and it's they don't put it out in your face. It's not out there. It's just you know it's a little 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 higher on them than it is other people, and some people might have a problem with that. I doesn't bother me at all. I mean, it's it's wonderful. It, it is absolutely wonderful. The whole experience was from how the app worked the entire time. Didn't have any dropouts on my Wi-Fi really. Um, I, I thought it was a wonderful experience. It, it, it was up there as one of my more, you know, one of my favorite cruises, especially for a short five-day one. Well, Jeremy, thanks for coming on the podcast today to talk about Virgin Voyages. I know, like we, me and Frank have mentioned in the past, it's something we're both super excited uh, to go experience our, for ourselves someday. Um, and we look forward to hopefully having you back here on the podcast in the future. Yeah, I'd love to come back. Thank you for having me. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. We just want to say thank you again to Jeremy for coming on and talking about your experience with Virgin Voyages. You can find him on Instagram at The Cruising Bear. And as always, if you have any questions for the podcast, we'd love to answer them on a future episode to send us a DM on Instagram. And if you're ready to book your next cruise vacation, Frank and I would really love to look at different wave season deals and promos that are being offered right now. Take a look at the link in the description of this episode. There's a form you can fill out and we'd love to get back to you soon. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you back here next Wednesday.